welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. Oh God, thank you for blessing us when we couldn't bless ourselves. Thank you, God, for giving us a Savior who loved us enough to be obedient to your will. On this day, dear God, we declare resurrection power, resurrection power within everyone under the sound of my voice. And whatever it is that the enemy is trying to trap us into believing, we know that we can rise up in the name of Jesus. We know that we can get up in the name of Jesus. We give you all praise, all honor, and all glory because you are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. I have imagined this moment for a long time. It was two months ago that I stood before you and then I had the nerve to break one of my habits. I have these little shoes that I have by the bed and I put them on when I'm going to the bathroom because I'm 70 and I don't want to fall. But this particular night, I decided I didn't need to put these little shoes on. I decided I could make it on my own. How many of you are just like me? You think you big enough and bad enough to make it? Oh, you ought to tell the truth. You're in the Lord's house. How many of you really think that you can make it, even if it's a short distance, because you know what's going on? What I discovered, Deacon Gino, is that sometimes you'll find yourself on the floor. And when I found myself on the floor, Judge Julie, I could not call on anybody but Jesus because I couldn't get myself up off the floor. So I'm here today to remind everyone that you cannot rise up in your own name you got to rise up in the name of Jesus because there's something about that name. And, and when you find yourself on the floor and your nose is bloody and you don't know what's going on, all you can do is say, help me, Jesus. I no 
know some of you don't believe me, and you're going to find yourself on the floor. Because I have concluded in life that there are different types of falls. There's some spiritual falls. There's sometimes physical falls, sometimes emotional falls, sometimes psychiatric falls. Sometimes we don't even realize that we have fallen because we're so caught up in our own stuff. But I'm here to remind you that the Lord sent a Savior. And he sent a Savior not just for me, but for you as well. And your real power comes when you learn how to call on the name of Jesus. So when I finally got Deacon Jay's attention, and then some of you wanted to ask me, are you sure you failed? I did Deacon Jay just get tired of you and just hit you? And I said, no. Because if a Deacon Jay had hit me, Elliot, I would have called the police on him and everybody would have known. And so it's good to ask questions, even though you know what's lingering in the minds of your people. Well, did she fall or did he hit her? Did she fall or did she make him mad? I go, oh, no. If he hit me, it's over. <laughs> oh, yeah. You hit me, it's over. I'm from Alabama. If you hit me, it's over. But I just thought I would answer that question so all of you can not be distracted today. It's that I was on the floor because I was disobedient and I got up because of Jesus. Now that we got that straight. The word of God says that when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salam brought spices. They didn't just bring them. They bought these spices. And commentaries tell us that they probably spent a, year, a, a year's earning just to buy these special spices. And very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. And they ask each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? You ever met three women who have a made-up mind? You ever met three women who say they're on the Holy Ghost assignment? You ever met three women say, listen, before we get over here, we got to go over here and make sure we got the spices. We got to make sure that everybody does what they're supposed to do. I believe that Mary Magdalene probably had more to say than the mother of James and Salome, but that's just my thing. The words say they got up early in the morning, and that's why some of us miss Jesus because we don't get up early. Some of us don't get up at all. And even when we show up in the physical body, we're not necessarily here. So what the women teach us in lesson one is that you got to be willing to show up. And if you're willing to show up, you have access to the Lord. But as they were walking along, I could just hear Mary Magdalene saying, hmm, wonder who's going to roll that stone away. I'm too thin. Maybe it's so long. She's fatter than me. I'm not going to be rolling no stone away. But at least they were willing to speak up. 
And so, Pastor, what we got to be able to do is speak up when we have obstacles in our way. We got to speak up and let everybody know that we have a plan when we get there. And so what they were saying is that they were planning, plotting, and planning on the way. And then who will roll the stone away? But God is so awesome. God is so awesome that by the time they got there, the stone had already been rolled away. How many of you have been en route to a disaster thinking that the world has come to an end, but because we serve an everlasting God, when you get there that it is not over yet because God has not spoken? You see, the doctor said to me that based on the nature of my fall that I should not be able to see in my left eye. There were four surgeons. But God orchestrated this plan because God knew I need to see just a little bit more so I can share what I get from the Holy Ghost with the people of God so we can begin to show up for God. And something else I learned is that virtual church is not enough for me. I don't care if I'm in my pajamas, drinking coffee, sitting on the couch. I want to show up so that I can be with the people of God and I can experience the spirit of God like nobody else can. So you stay home in your pajamas, but I'm coming over here so I can call on the name of Jesus. I, I'm coming over here so I can clap my hands. I'm coming over here so I can see God's people excited about God. Are you excited about God? Are you excited about God? I tell you what, when you're home for eight weeks and you're just virtually engaged, you go, Lord, if I ever get back to your house. Lord, if I ever walk in there again. Lord, if you let me go through the pearly gates of Pleasant Grove, I'm going to preach your word till I can't preach no more. Resurrection Sunday is about love. Resurrection Sunday is about the assurance of the promises of God. Resurrection Sunday is about trusting God. Resurrection Sunday is about believing that God is trustworthy. Resurrection Sunday is about having faith in God in spite of our questions and circumstances. Resurrection Sunday is about a victorious Savior. Resurrection Sunday is about having power from on high. Resurrection Sunday is about Jesus the Christ doing exactly what he said he would do. It's time for the church to rise up in the name of Jesus. It's time for the people of God to speak up in the name of Jesus. It's time for us to call sin, sin in the name of Jesus. It's time for us to stop pretending that the world loves us and realize that only Jesus can raise us up. I don't care if it's Hulu, Tulu, Poo Poo, whatever it is. You ought to be looking for Jesus. And I tell you the truth, it's time for us to get serious about Jesus. 
Because when we remember the full resurrection story, it helps us to get back up again. Even though we fall down and we face tough times, the resurrection story helps us to live by faith and not by logic. If we live, I know I have a few intellectuals who live by logic. You just keep on living by logic and you won't get there. Because that's a component of faith that you cannot figure out. There's a component of faith. Either you believe it or you don't. Faith is like love. You ever hear people say, I love you, but do you love me? No, 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 no. No, either you love me or you don't. Right? Either you have faith or you don't. We got to stop riding in the middle of the road. We need to make a decision because our blessings come when we accept the fact that God has redeemed us and we could not redeem ourselves. The resurrection story helps us to live by faith and not by logic. If we live by logic, the idea of a resurrection is absurd. I don't argue with people who want to say, I don't see how that was possible for that man to get out of that grave. I went in the tomb of Jesus when I went to Jerusalem. I walked in there myself and looked around, and I didn't see any evidence that he was still there. And you see, what I'm saying is that either you believe it or you don't. So if you believe it, you have a resurrection experience, and you can rise up in the name of Jesus. And we must remember that God gave us all the evidence that we needed. The high priest and the most powerful members of the priesthood were mainly sad, you see. My pastor used to always say, sad, you see. Deacon of Foyer sad, you see. And when you spent time with the sad you sees, you became sad you see. And there's still some Sadducees floating around. There's some in the house right now. I don't believe all of that. That didn't happen that way. Well, I don't care what you believe. I know what I believe. And I have already purchased my ticket to glory. And I know what I'm going to experience when I get there because my faith is carrying me through. So if you are sad, you see, don't you bother me. If you are sad, you see, Reverend Bill, you know what I'm talking about. The Sadducees tell you the things that are impossible. How could he have gotten out of the grave? How did he move? Who moved the stone? Who cares who moved the stone as long as the stone was moved? And some of us are still sitting there saying, who moved the stone? And it's time for you to go witness in the name of Jesus. And you're trying to figure out who moved the stone. The Lord gave me an amazing experience. I went to, I didn't go to the hospital, Deacon J called EMS, and they came to our house when I fell. These two women, I hope they're not listening right now. (laughs) They came in, (laughs) what happened? I said, I fell. They said, well, you got some blood from the nose. I go, I know. And one was bigger than the other one. You know, and they were just standing there looking at me. And they, Johnny, they said, well, call us back if you don't feel any better. They said, your blood pressure is high. That's because of the trauma. 
I said, okay. So they left. The next, Deacon Jay and I sat up an hour and a half, talked about 5 o'clock. I went to bed. I had no evidence of my injury. It was hours before I knew what was going on. Another lesson. Sometimes our injuries don't surface immediately. Sometimes it takes time to rise up. And some of us are struggling with injuries right now that we have not dealt with. And what the Lord is trying to say, it's time for your resurrection experience and let that go. So on the outside, I look normal, but on the inside, something was going on. And as it would be, Reverend Dr. Paula Smith Sawyer calls me. And Paula says, you need to go have a CT scan. I said, why? She said, because I'm the doctor. You need to go get a scan. <laughs> so I drove myself to the hospital. And Anthony, I went in there. Urgent, I went to urgent care. And they said, baby, we don't do that. You need to go over there to the emergency room. But something phenomenal happened. I got to the emergency room, and I asked the doctor, would he call my sister? I said, because she's kind of aggressive, so I want you to call her so she won't show up. <laughs> 9.04 p.m., she shows up. So I said, doctor, this is the sister that I was talking about. But I was so glad, Phyllis, that she was disobedient because I didn't have a clue of what the doctor was saying. So sometimes we think we're so brilliant, we don't even know what we're doing. She was able to uh, interpret for me and tell me that my eye is sitting in a box and it has a floor. The floor of my eye had been shattered. And they were saying to me that we want you to go to Chapel Hill tonight. I'm sharing this story with you because I'm saying in the midst of my negligence and not putting my shoes on with the rubber soles, God sent me to this hospital where I was given preferential treatment. God orchestrated two angels in my favor. The doctor on duty called Chapel Hill. They said that if it's one uh, inch that definitely they know the floor of my eye is fractured, but if it's one-tenth more, it is a dangerous situation. And the story gets gooder, as my grandmama would say. It gets gooder. So the doctor in, Ch in, uh, in, in, in Holly Springs calls ahead to Chapel Hill to tell the people in Chapel Hill that I was on my way. And they needed to give me preferential treatment. Have you ever gotten treatment like that? That God calls ahead to let them know that you're coming so they'll know, oh, if you haven't had that experience, you need to get fired up. Because if you know Jesus, Jesus will go ahead of you. And Jesus will set it up for you. You see, these angels weren't there because they were just plain angels. God sent these two angels for me. And not only did they call Chapel Hill, they said, well, we have only one ambulance in town. They told me I had to go to the ambulance. I was looking raggedy. I had on my running shorts, you know, my hair I didn't comb. I just go over here, CTI. Reverend Paula said I need to go have a CTI. So I said, okay, I'll do that. And I'm thinking I'm going to go back home. 
But sometimes the Lord, sometimes the Lord has other plans. So they said, we're going to take you to Chapel Hill by ambulance. I said, dress like this? They said, we don't care. I said, but I do. You know how you were growing up in the South and they would always say, make sure you have clean underwear. <laughs> Remember that? They used to always tell us, make sure you had clean underwear. Now your clothes can be dirty, but make sure you got clean. How many heard that before? Girl, make sure you see what I'm saying? I'm pretending y'all don't know about this stuff. Make sure you got on clean underwear and I'm going, Lord, have mercy. And then the head nurse, on, the charge nurse was Brittany Johnny. She was awesome. They came to me and they said, we only have one ambulance. And we want to keep it down here. So we're going to call Chapel Hill. And we're going to tell them that you need to go to the front of the line when you get there. That's the way Jesus operates. That's what resurrection is about, is that you go to the front of the line, even though the enemy says you ought to be at the end of the line, you go to the front of the line. And then on top of that, guess what happened? They said that we want to keep our ambulance, so we're going to call Chapel Hill to tell them that you skip to the front of the line. We got to Chapel Hill. One woman's on the phone talking to her sweetheart. Another woman was combing her hair. Reverend Paula is acting up. She was acting like a real black woman. She was, she came, she was walking down the aisles. I've never seen this side of her before. I was just amazed. And she said, I can handle this. And I said, well, they'll be with me in a minute. No, that's not good enough. You need to go in there now. Thank God that Jesus sent her. Thank God I wasn't on my own. You see, what I'm trying to share with you is sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And I was about to be in a dangerous situation. But because God is God, I see you. Because God is God, I hear you. And because God is God, I live with resurrection power. We think I can't do it, but God says you can do all things through me. Some of us are still dependent on ourselves, and we're deficient in iron and vitamin C. We think I'm not able, but God says, oh, I'm able. We think it's not worth it. God says, oh, it'll be worth it. You just got to hang out with me long enough to know what to do. We think I can't forgive myself. God said, I forgive you. We think I can't manage. God says, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. And on that Friday night, the Lord provided for all of my needs according to his riches and glory. So today is a day that tells us all that there is hope and there is assurance when we walk in the path of Jesus Christ. And the best gift we can give ourselves is the gift of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Aren't you tired of being left out of the joy? <laughs> Aren't you tired everybody else around you is happy and life is going great, but you always have the blues? Aren't you tired 
when you can see and hear the choir sing and everybody's filled with praise and Holy Ghost power and the Spirit, and you can say, this is just not working for me. But all I can do today is tell you that I fell down, but Jesus got me up. I fell down, but it was my Lord and Savior who raised me up. And I did not know the doctor, nor did I know the, the head nurse. But I did take them a bouquet of flowers and a personal card. And I thanked them. You know why? Because I wanted them to know is that I was in need. And I had an emergency when I got to Chapel Hill. They said, not only is the floor of your eye, it's not fractured. It's totally crushed. And I said, oh, my God. Who's your angel? Who did God send to you? Who is your messenger and that you won't listen? Who is it that keeps knocking on your door and you pretend you don't hear it? Today, I'm saying to you, challenge yourself to rise up above the things of this world. Rise up above hatred and pain. Rise up above ingenuity and rise up and be living certainty with Almighty God. Rise up and live like you have a Savior. Rise up and give testimony to his goodness, to his grace and his mercy. Rise up that he got up for you. He got up for me. He got up for you. He got up for you. Rise up in the name of Jesus. And give him all praise. Give him all the honor. And give him all the glory. Because he got up. Give him all the praise. All the honor. And all the glory. Because he got up. And because he got up, I got up. And because he got up, you can get up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! If you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, we invite you to pray this prayer with us. And it says, Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I ask for your forgiveness. And you can do this if you are streaming. At this moment, I believe you alone are the one who bore my sins when you died on the cross and rose from the dead. Today, I turn from my sinful life and invite you into my heart. I will trust you and follow you all of the days of my life. Thank you for saving me and hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or would like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or 
other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.